0: Raw Truth podcasts may contain explicit, sensitive, and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or other medical professional. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Women's lives follow many paths, twists and turns, and choices never planned nor expected. In life, temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness can lead a good person to make a choice that they can't take back. When facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. In this podcast, you will hear stories from women who made the choice to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. An anonymous and no judgment podcast created and hosted by me, Rebecca Adams. I was an unfaithful wife. You are not alone. Hello and welcome to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. This is Rebecca. Hope your week's been going great. Just a reminder, don't forget to check out our most recent Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams. I had a DJ on here from the Portland, Oregon area, and if you're from that area, you might recognize him. It was DJ Scotty Lander, so if you're familiar with him from Z100, you'll need to definitely check it out. But today, we're going to talk about Anne, and of course, she came through on, I think it was one of my groups. Um... And uh, started talking a little bit about her affair and um, I invited her to share her story and she did. So we'll go ahead and get started today with Anne's story. My childhood growing up was lonely. My dad suffered from PTSD from Vietnam and was physically and emotionally abusive. He thought shame would motivate me not knowing how much damage he caused me. My mom did her best, but she was also abused as a kid, so she didn't know how to be a mom. She criticized everything, including me. I spent most of my childhood in my room alone. My parents fought all the time and often threatened divorce, but they are heavily dependent on each other, so they never did. I think they can barely tolerate one another. Truthfully, I wish they would have divorced. I didn't have sex until I was 18 or 19, but did have several occasions as a teenager that were far from innocent. I loved feeling desired by young men. I liked the attention. My first time was with my first boyfriend. I always wanted to get married young because I associated that with being good enough for someone. I didn't want to be the old girl who was not married. I actually didn't end up getting married until I was 29. I dreamt of having a normal life, not too dull, not too extravagant. I wanted to marry someone that was nice to people, made me laugh, had a good heart, surprisingly, That was not easy to find. I met my husband while hanging out with his best friend. His friend and I attempted to date, but we weren't very compatible, so it fizzled fast. I was happy about that because I was intrigued by my now husband. He met my three requirements mentioned previously. I don't believe in love at first sight, but I was in a place in my life where I was finally okay with the idea that I was going to be single my entire life. When I met him, he was fun. He made me laugh and made me want to learn more about him. I was intrigued. We dated for a few weeks before he said he loved me very much. That took me by surprise as I didn't realize we were so serious. I started to explore more about if this was something I really wanted. Then, I was all in. I wanted this relationship. But shortly after, he ghosted me for a month for no reason. It was hard because, once again, I thought I wasn't good enough. But I assumed it was not meant to be. He eventually called after a month, and the rest is history. We dated just six months before getting engaged. One month before the wedding, I found out about his addiction. He committed to getting clean, and everyone suggested we delay the wedding, but we got married after six months' engagement. I was still kind of sexually satisfied in the marriage. He used to excite me, but I rarely orgasmed with him. Maybe five times over 13 years. He wanted to please me, and when we talked about it, I could tell the shame of not pleasing me was difficult, so I stopped trying to make it better. I didn't want to hurt him or leave him thinking he was not good enough. I knew too well how that felt my whole life emotionally my husband is very supportive he knows how my childhood affects my struggles today and he's patient with me however it feels like he barely tolerates me and I often think he's disgusted by me I never really had any curiosity within another man until I met Dee He had a charisma about him, and I could tell he liked me and thought I was something special. I always wanted to feel special to someone, and he never held that back, even when we first met. This was probably four years into my marriage, but nothing would happen for several years. I met him at his business. I was a client of his. Years of thinking and fantasizing about him, I scheduled an appointment at the end of the day in hopes he could spend extra time with me. I know it sounds like I was pursuing an affair, but I really wasn't. I mean, I thought about it but never thought it would happen. We did have extra time together and he took me to a lunch break just to thank me for something I had done to help his business. After lunch we came back to his office and his staff had already left for the day. He told me he thought I was attractive and said we needed to be careful. I thanked him for being real and the warning and I said I was attracted to him too. He came up to me and kissed me. I didn't know we would have sex that day. My husband and I were on rocky terms, but I didn't want to cheat. During the most incredible sex I'd ever had, I was also hoping it would end soon. I was so conflicted. We met about once a month at his office after that. It was a private place that we didn't have to worry about being seen. As time went on, we would eat out where we wouldn't be seen by anybody we would know. We had sex in our cars if we weren't at his office. No place was really out of question, but it was exciting. A few times over the years, we would even travel together, having the best times. Those same trips were also very hard, giving us both lots of confliction and guilty feelings. My husband works evenings and I am often alone. He has never suspected infidelity. I would lie and say I needed to have a day for my mental health, but instead I would go and meet Dee. My husband has always trusted me. It's hard even now to admit that. This affair has been going on now for seven years. I have faced this completely alone. Recently I talked to Dee's sister but never had someone in my life to talk to. I wish I had someone, as things may not feel so burdensome. I wish people didn't see me as a villain. I know I have done wrong, and I can't blame anyone for how they see cheaters, but we serve our punishment, trust me. I am now in a place where I do need to make a decision. D wants me. He is in the process of leaving his wife, and he doesn't want to ask me to do the same but he has told me that's what he wants. I hate the idea of him being alone or ending up with someone that isn't me, but I also hate the idea of hurting my husband. In the end though, I know there will be so much hurt. I am trying to delay the inevitable as long as I can. It's very hard to think about it. No matter what I choose, my heart will break and I will only have myself to blame for it. Currently the affair is on rocky terms. Dee's divorce has become a difficult divorce and he said he needed a break to stay focused on that. I miss him, but I also want to support him. He doesn't think I will leave my husband and feels he needs to start pulling away from me to open up the doors to find love someday. I can't say I blame him, but it also makes me think about him and I being together forever this will be the biggest decision of my life. If I could do things differently, I would have guarded my heart and have never gone to his office that day. At the same time, that moment changed my life and I can't imagine it not happening to me. D has meant the world to me and has brought life to my life. So I would also change making this decision sooner, at least I think so, In so many ways, I have loved my affair, and I can't imagine not having this love in my life. I know I should feel guilty and remorse, but how can I say that if I am still in it and I am thinking about leaving my husband? I do hate the idea of hurting my husband. If he ever found out, I would be crushed, and so would he. I realize how horrible that sounds. That I want an affair, but I also don't want to hurt my husband. I guess it doesn't make sense until you're actually in it. Listeners, if you are ever in a crossroad where you can step closer to an affair, listen to others. It will likely be an exhilarating, passionate, incredible time in your life, but it will change you. Just be prepared for that. If you're not, turn around. Thank you so much, Anne, for submitting your story. I would have loved to have had a little bit more detail, but was unable to get any further as I wasn't able to get back in touch with Anne once she submitted her story. So if you're listening to this, please touch base with me, shoot me a message, and uh, let me know how things are going. Kind of an update. Um, You are definitely, though, Anne, in a really tough situation um, it, you do need to make a decision because it's been seven years and this isn't fair to anybody, you know, everybody's kind of hanging on. And I'm sure your husband, I mean, he, he has no clue, like you said, and it would blindside him. So a lot of times I tell people, and this is my own personal opinion. It's not an advice by, like I said at the beginning, a medical provider or any psychologist or anything, but to leave the marriage because you're dissatisfied. Leave the marriage for yourself, not for D. And if after you've left and things are settled and it feels like you're on your feet and you're ready, then maybe pursue with D. You don't want to leave your spouse for another person. It it doesn't typically work out. As I've said before, you can't build a home on ashes. You kind of need to take this for yourself. Step away from the situation and reevaluate. Those are my thoughts, as you can tell. Before I wrap up today, I do want to let you guys know that I am working on my year-end story. So as you know, in past years, I typically take the month of December off. I know it's strange, especially since I just came back, but the month of December is off and the last uh, episode in November is usually a wrap-up from the year. Um, So anybody who has feedback on any of the stories that they've heard, And of course, I will be reaching out to all the storytellers as well. Um, Or if you're listening, I just want an update. Curious to know where things are since you have shared your story for the podcast. Uh, Any feedback about other people's stories, your thoughts, opinions, all of that, I welcome it. Thoughts and opinions about the show itself. I'm always looking for information. I'm always looking for ways to improve. Um, But it is really nice at the end of the year to be able to Reflect back and see how many stories we've listened to and find out where these people are because a lot of them, when they write the story, they're in limbo. So it's really nice to find out if they've made a decision and where they are with things. So, of course, you can shoot that to my email, Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Thank you so much for being here. And when we come back in two weeks, we're going to start a new story. But it's a long one, and it will run three episodes. So for the month of October, over three weeks, it will be one story. Thanks again so much for all your support and for being here, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. On Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I give them a safe space to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. But I also feel it is just as important to understand what the betrayed husband or partner faced when he uncovered the truth. One week prior to finding her date book and confronting her, I received a letter. It was very disrespectful to me. It said, Wake up and smell the coffee. Your horrible of a wife is out running around with every man that will talk to her, and you act as if nothing is going on. She is having an affair with Joe. She has been ever since you have been married and dated him the whole time she was expecting. You almost caught them the other week. His motorcycle will go up in those woods. She is most likely with him right now. To hear exclusive stories of the men's discovery of female infidelity in their relationship, have early access to regular episodes ad-free, and more extras, subscribe to my Patreon by visiting my website rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. Subscription pledges start as low as only $4 a month. You have been listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of Raw Truth Podcasts is truly appreciated. When you visit the website, Infidelity.com, you will find the story guides to help form your story, where you can subscribe to Patreon for exclusive episodes, and to vote for the podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to my other podcast, Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams, where taboo topics are discussed. To submit your female infidelity story, share feedback, or have general questions about the show, please email rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com.